Hi, this is Tartugio. This is a podcast for geography and GIS lovers brought to you from the Department of Geography of the University of Tartu, Estonia. And this is your host, Tahmin and Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Tahmin. So today we want to introduce the chair of geoinformatics and cartography to you. Let us give us a short uh, info from the website of the chair. The chair of geoinformatics and cartography provides education and carries out research in geo geomatics, geoinformatics, cartography, as well as remote sensing, geodesy, and topography. The chair provides support in tasks related to geoinformatics and cartography in other chairs in the department and the institute. In this episode, we'll talk about three main aspects, education, research, and collaboration activities related to the chair of geoinformatics. And after each part, we will introduce a staff member to the chair of the chair and have a short interview. Education. Specialization in geoinformatics and cartography is suitable for students interested in the understanding and application of spatial knowledge, maps, geographic information systems, GIS, geospatial modeling, analysis, and programming. Graduates will find employment in IT and mapping companies, land survey offices, governmental institutions, local governments, or private companies looking for GIS specialists, cartographers, and special data analysts or scientists. Since there is a growing demand for people with an advanced skill set in geoinformatics in many disciplines, the chair is also tasked with developing spatial skills of both human and physical geographers as well as the students from non-spatial disciplines. We have Estonian Geography, BSc, and MSc programs with a specialization on geoinformatics and cartography, and English or International MSc Geoinformatics for Urban Society. The chair of geoinformatics does substantial teaching in these programs. Tahmin, you are in the um, MSc course uh, Geoinformatics for Urbanized Society. Maybe uh, you could tell us a bit uh, about your experience. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, so um, I came to this program because I wanted to add some new technical skills. But before coming here, I was not quite sure uh, uh, what geoinformatics actually deals with. But uh, I think being being here for more than six months has uh, broadened my knowledge quite quite uh, extensively, and I have learned uh, quite a few things, uh, especially uh, in spatial data and how. Uh, with satellite data, we can achieve so many um, knowledge, especially uh, I was also talking with uh, some of my friends in back in my country about like how they can use these uh, knowledges of using free um, satellite data to um, uh, work towards the preservation or conservation of uh, rivers, lands and forest as well. So yeah, this is a very good thing if um, people who wa especially want to uh, work uh, for the betterment of environment and in many other aspects as well. Uh, as a course, um, I, I like this course very much because not, not only because of the uh, subjects that we're uh, learning, uh, but uh, mostly because uh, it's a very small and cozy department where you get to interact with uh, students and teachers as well and uh, anytime you can uh, go to anyone actually and ask for anything you want and yeah you get the guidelines so yeah it's very it's, it's becoming more and more like a family nowadays thank you very much Damien. okay our first interview today is with professor tono oya who is the head of the chair of geoinformatics and cartography 
Now enjoy our interview with him. For today's episode about the Chair of Geoinformatics and Photography, we have the pleasure to introduce to you our listeners, Professor Tunemoya, who is a professor in Geoinformatics and Cartography, and he is also the head of the Chair of Geoinformatics and Cartography here in Tartu. Hi, Tunemoya. Hi. So, Professor, what are your personal interests in Geoinformatics in terms of, say, research or education? Uh, in the research, uh, I have um, dealt a lot with uh, landscape landscape patterns mm -hmm. and, uh, and also using satellite images and that has brought me to more and more uh, understanding and using remote sensing images. Satellite images also are important and uh, also to some extent we have been experiencing with the drone photometry. So that's uh, maybe the uh, For educational purposes, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to teach uh, everything uh, what I know a little bit about and from that and very much is determined what we think, uh, what we all together think uh, that's needed for the students. So it comes uh, um, not from my personal interest in what we are teaching but rather what we think to informatics needs or what we think uh, student uh, in leading uh, studies and specializing in geoinformatics uh, should know or should at least have heard something about. Right. And in terms of problem solving, if you have we have uh, two projects, two major projects where I'm involved also. And one of them is uh, Estonian Government Supply Sciences program Discussions in the faculty, for example, about how wide or, or 
narrow should the specialization be and how much should somebody focus on the same thing or through different stages. Um, but as an example of uh, how people can change their career or not change their um, the topic uh, what, uh, what they're dealing with uh, several times uh, and this uh, well in more general terms uh, I think it is uh, inevitable that we are ready to, to learn through all our life, life because you cannot imagine today at least that okay you complete your university studies something around 25 maybe 30 and then do the same thing what you learned at the university till the time that will be 30 40 years forget it world is changing so fast uh, what you learn now within 40 years from now uh, well some things might be useful but definitely you cannot only uh, uh, use that so you have to be ready to, to learn new things all the time and then uh, well my case is I, I learned mathematics uh, and uh, one of the, the reasons why I studied mathematics because I had different thoughts uh, about what to what to learn at the university or what could be the possible program and uh, those thoughts also included geography because that was interesting at the high school and, uh, and some other options but then I chose mathematics as the most universal uh, background of placement I, I never thought in the high school years that I'm going to be purely mathematician definitely that it was not excluded either but then uh, during the university studies I also started to cooperate with biologists, ecologists, forest ecology mostly so major part of my my scientific research starting from the university world uh, years was uh, yeah, modeling the forest ecology and what kind of uh, made use of my, my mathematics knowledge and, and from that and uh, uh, what was needed was new at that time and uh, but then it brought me a little bit to landscape ecology of the forest so to say and at uh, <laughs> some point uh, we needed professors and management part of it and then I thought uh, that okay do I want to become a professor at the University of Bartu? The answer was yes. Then I thought okay what options do I have? Uh, we had a geography, we had uh, physical geography and landscape ecology and human geography and expanding also. Uh, physical geography guy is a little bit older than me, but uh, I didn't think I should uh, wait until his retirement to start competing with him, so that was not an option. Uh, human geography. Uh, maybe even could have been optional, though that would have changed things more. And then I decided, okay, let's do joint mathematics. Cool. And and uh, again, this 
modeling experience, and it also includes some spatial aspects of modeling. Uh, whereas uh, some background or the basement for for considering uh, that I have done something in geoinformatics, and at least it was uh, uh, convincing enough uh, for the reviewers who had to evaluate, because we had, which is not always common in, at the University of Barato, that we have much competition. Uh, but uh, there were two candidates at that point, so and I was. Uh, so, what is your personal outlook for the future of geoinformatics? Where do you see geoinformatics in future? You want to say that the field is changing too fast. And no, I, I mean the whole life is changing too fast and, and, and very, well, very fast. I don't know what means too fast. But, uh, I, I think that. Uh, I'm not the only one who thinks that way, but I'm going to say, and, and it's quite widely accepted that uh, spatial data is becoming more and more, uh, well, maybe it's not becoming more and more important, but the importance of spatial data, the importance of proper understanding spatial data, is becoming more and more acknowledged and understood by people. It has been important always. Uh, and uh, the abilities, uh, in particular in relation to, to the developments in uh, computing power, IT solutions, etc. are also web solutions, uh, are make, making it uh, more possible. So, uh, wide use of, of spatial data for, for any kind of, uh, of activities is, is, is growing uh, now and it remains growing for for decades at least. Um, so, uh, there are some solutions which are going to be more automatic, like uh, self driving cars and self driving package robots and, and whatever. So, but also uh, Internet of Things. Uh, which has definitely spatial aspects. Well, it sounds maybe funny that you can say that, that okay, my car is talking to my fridge and my coffee here, uh, I'm just sleeping in the back seat. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is a little bit towards what world is, is moving. I'm, I'm not so sure that it is. <laughs> because, uh, well, we had some nice weather yesterday again, and much strong mm -hmm. situation here, approximately. So, we have like 80,000 households out of electricity. Yesterday, we had maybe 50 or 70,000. Mm -hmm. uh, then, you have to be able to live and survive without internet, without electricity, without spatial data, mm -hmm. except that one what is in your head. But uh, yeah, that uh, so for, for safety purposes or for safety purposes, like backup, I would suggest that we still keep ability to not to depend so much on 
on the horse and, and, uh, and other smart things, but uh, they are helpful in, in the life and they become more and more helpful and there's, there's a lot of uh, uh, need for, for the informatic uh, knowledge. Alright, and um, you have a very long uh, research and teaching career. So when do you see yourself in future, your personal self, do you know, or what do you want to do? Um, well, I, I don't have any uh, very big uh, changes in my future career anymore because I'm, I'm actually at the time of and and Now we come to the second part of today's uh, episode. Uh, it's about research in the chair of geoinformatics and cartography. So again, some info from our website. The purpose of our research is to analyze and develop different uses of geospatial data, spatial understanding and the applications in the area of natural and human environment alike. Through applied scientific research projects, the chair is directly involved in developing solutions for problems in the scope of state and local governments. We have two more or less developed um, working groups uh, or, or topics in, in research, which is uh, especially in remote sensing and the landscape geoinformatics lab led by Dr. Evelyn Uermer. The topics of research in the chair um, are as following, but not limited to the use of landscape metrics in describing and relating spatial patterns to ecological, physical or social phenomena the effect of urbanization on spatial patterns, analysis of the reliability and uncertainty of landscape metrics. Also, applications in remote sensing, obviously, including 
research related to the applicability and quality assessment of UAV, unmanned aerial vehicles, and photogrammetry. Another topic is the analysis of global land use and topography changes, the development of predictive mapping and lazy learning methods, research in the field of reliability, usability and accuracy of maps, the development of web-based spatial data applications, research on improving and teaching methods in geography and geoinformatics, and of course bachelor's and master's thesis can be conducted in one of those topics. Hey Alex, uh, you are also a researcher in this chair, so what are you doing? Uh, currently I'm a research fellow and uh, in the field of uh, relating hydrology, uncertainty analysis and spatial data processing a lot. And one of the more concrete outputs uh, lately was uh, a new national soil data set, which has already received quite some attention, which is great. And beyond that we do a lot of um, land use uh, and agriculture related um, spatial geoprocessing and, and analysis. Yeah. Our second interview is with senior researcher Dr. Evelyn Uema, who is leading the Landscape Geoinformatics Lab and also became recently the head of the Department of Geography. Now enjoy our talk with her. This episode about the Chair of Geoinformatics and Cartography, with the pleasure to introduce to our listeners Dr. Evelyn Uema, who is a senior researcher in geoinformatics. Hi, Evelyn. Hi. So, Evelyn, uh, what are your personal interests in geoinformatics? Uh, if we should go by topics, what are your personal interests in research, particularly? Um, uh, my interest in geoinformatics mainly lies in applying geoinformatics uh, in physical geography or environmental sciences to understand better the processes and uh, to analyze the spatial patterns and uh, refining the relationships. And for that, geomimatics or spatial analysis, which is a sub-discipline of geomimatics, is uh, extremely powerful and really useful. And you also teach, so is there any particular area where you're more interested in teaching? Uh, I think the research area, since my early bachelor, has been rather landscape analysis and the language change in relation to hydrological uh, processes. And uh, this is my main let's say, research interest. Is there any particular interest in, in any area related to applied projects, like when it comes to the informatics? Uh, it would be the same. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how was your journey towards geoinformatics, like to your current position, or you know, like how did you come to geoinformatics? So I've been always interested in um, like nature, and when I started studying uh, geography, then I pretty quickly realized that uh, um, geoinformatics is uh, um, really useful uh, to. Uh, um, we use it to study alongside with the physical geography or environmental sciences because it really enables to uh, analyze and visualize the processes much better. Uh, and uh, that's why I actually took studies in both from bachelor and uh, masters. And uh, since my research is sort of in between those uh, disciplines. 
Okay, so what is your personal outlook for the future of geoinformatics? Do, what do you see geoinformatics in the future? Um, well, there's a saying that uh, uh, spatial is special. <laughs> it's not, it, uh, I would say it's not any more special because it's everywhere and everybody says it. But I would say that it's essential. So, uh, like, everybody needs it. And uh, a lot of uh, disciplines, a lot of businesses, a lot of areas, like every, everywhere it's needed. So it's become really a uh, needed area, needed field, and uh, also the skills that we need. It. And, um, and uh, in relation to that, also, as we have this increasing amount of data and uh, quickly updating data, and, and uh, then the direction where German banks is moving is, first of all, it's changing a lot. The disciplines. The updates come really quickly, everything is really quickly advancing, but uh, the people moves towards like getting everything automated. The processes, analysis, workflows needs to be automated, starting from the getting the data from remote sensing, getting into workflow, pre-processing, and then modeling and output, and maybe visualizing again. That's the thing probably right now. Most people are working in this discipline to get this really automated workflow pipeline and get it done. In many disciplines, like we always hear that automation is uh, you know, harming the uh, job perspective of those particular disciplines. Do you see anywhere the informatics suffering in the future because of this particular automation process? Mm, that, uh, I mean, that, uh, because of these automation processes, like companies or organizations will not need so many people in the future, so you know, people who study geoinformatics in the future, they have even the audience. No, I don't think so. Because there's always, I think, you know, that was thought already when I know computers came in yeah, yeah, yeah. the 1960s, okay, yeah. now people are computers yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. And now I feel that there are more people because computers, there's always advancement that people need to The computers never have a problem <laughs> so you always need a new level, level where people are needed and the geodramatic skills are getting needed more than ever. Alright, and where do you see yourself uh, as a researcher in future, in, in the field of geoinformatics? That's a tricky question. <laughs> uh, if I would know the answer, uh, I'm not sh sure. Where do you want to go, like where is your aim to reach? I think, um, well, I've reached already quite a lot, mm -hmm. maybe even too fast, uh, which doesn't mean that there's nowhere to go, yeah. but right now I'm pretty happy at the level where I am. Uh, I would want to probably more um, put my effort into educating at the moment, I would say. Uh, although I'm doing a lot of teaching already, but uh, there is so much, like I said, the field is advancing so quickly, so I feel that I'm always not able to quickly also pass this knowledge to the students, which takes just a lot of time and also research alongside. So the idea of combination actually is that uh, together with research I can do teaching at the same level, sort of, that uh, keeping up with the changes and the advancement in technology. Um, yeah. Cool. Hey, um, so the last question um, sort of, uh, you know, for our listeners, 
what info or advice would you give to GIS students on, on the way? Learn geomatics, but uh, actually I would say that uh, start uh, e-portfolio alongside your studies because at the end of your studies uh, a good e-portfolio says much more than just a CV with a list of programs that you can use and uh, this will be really valuable asset I think at the end of the studies and not hard to do if you just collect really nice works there. So that would be my advice. Alright. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay. Now we come to our third part, collaboration. The Department of Geography puts strong emphasis on cooperation and partnerships between academic and professional GIS practitioners across disciplines. For example, the chair is collaborating with Estonian's Land Board, Estonian Geoinformatics Society, member of the Association of Geographic Information Laboratories in Europe, or Agile, joint also joined the Open Geospatial Consortium in order to further strengthen its leading role in providing geospatial education and innovation. The chair organized the Agile PhD school in November with Topi Tukanov, who taught the students some nice QGIS, eye candy mapping, and working with the Time Manager plugin. Alex, maybe give us a short update on that event. Yeah, so uh, Evelyn and myself, we got approached by the Agile Association, as Tim had said, the Association of Geographic Information Laboratories in Europe. And um, we got some funding in order to organize a, a several day event to teach PhD students in geoinformatics from all over Europe. Um, some, some new concepts, some um, scientific writing and um, as a special event, we had uh, the chance to invite Topi Tjukanov to from, from Gisbo, Finland, um, and it was really well received. Yeah. We also made an interview with Topi Tjukanov, and you can listen to that in the next episodes. Thank you. Uh, our last interview today is with PhD student Bruno Montebeller who came all the way from Brazil to conduct his PhD studies with us. Now enjoy our talk with him. For today's episode about the Chair of Geoinformatics and Cartography, we have the pleasure to introduce to you our, our listeners uh, Bruno Montibella, who is a PhD student in his second year here at the Chair of Geoinformatics. Hi Bruno. Hi Alex. Um, Bruno, uh, what are your personal interests in geoinformatics? Well, I would say that uh, my interest in geoinformatics uh, more relate with the challenge of uh, solving problems. Uh, and also, uh, I always have been interested in spatial analysis and uh, provide information like I especially is always, has always been my interest. Um, what is your current uh, sort of research about? My current research is, uh, well, now I'm, I just finished actually one step of my research. Well, the first step was trying to analyze the deforestation dynamics or the forest dynamics in the Amazon region uh, use, uh, using basically landscape metrics and also temporal uh, trend analysis. Cool. Do you have um, specific things that you like um, in regards to teaching in geoinformatics? Yes, uh, I would like to to become a teacher, especially in a university, uh, and also at the same time, I really would like to do research, 
because uh, I think if you try to combine these two uh, elements or two things, uh, is a good way of always keep you updated about the new techniques and the new methodology that are being used in the field of geoinformatics, and then somehow you can transfer or teach these new techniques to the students as well. So I think at the end they will be more prepared for like when they get a job or to work in the uh, diverse fields. Cool. Um, tell us a little bit uh, about your journey towards geoinformatics, like how you came here and uh, your uh, background. Well, my interest in geoinformatics started uh, mostly in the last two years of my bachelor's studies. Uh, because, well, I had to do my final work for, for the bachelor and also during this time uh, I was doing like an internship in a company that, uh, and, and this company usually, usually was uh, using remote sensing data and also another, other spatial data analysis to provide different products and uh, different analysis regarding agriculture areas. So since then I, I my interest in this uh, field or in, in the geoinformatics field was like uh, enhanced, I would say. And then after that, I tried to continue in, in the area. Then I did a master's degree in remote sensing. That is one branch, mm -hmm. a very important branch of geoinformatics. And then, and then for the PhD student, uh, studies, I tried to come back a little bit more to geography and especially uh, more related with spatial data analysis because, uh, well, I think it's a very good uh, additional knowledge since I have remote sense and then now I'm going to learn the spatial data analysis. I think it's a good combination. Yeah, cool. Um, what is your personal outlook for the future of geoinformatics, sort of in general, GIS, geospatial world? And uh, then, secondly, where do you want to uh, go yourself in the future? Uh, well, I would say that there are still a lot of possibilities in the field of geoinformatics, especially be because of the recently uh, development and uh, increasing com computational capacities of processing data, also new softwares being developed, new plugins, new scripts, and new everything that is related to uh, spatial data analysis, pretty much. So I think because of this uh, recent development, there are still a lot of possibilities. Uh, so this would be more like general and for my uh, journal, uh, journey in the, in the geoinformatics I would say that I really would like to get a job in the area because in this way, well I could also uh, teach, especially if I become a, a teacher uh, and also uh, it's another good thing of geoinformatics that uh, its flexibility allows me to choose, for example, a job in the university or in a private co company. As I said before, I would like to be a teacher, so the university would be my priority, I guess, in my journey. My That's journey. right. Um, one, one, one question in between. Um, do you think we need uh, more satellites and, and more data collection, or should we also focus on analyzing the existing data from the current satellites? Uh, well, I think that we don't really need right now more sensors or more satellites. I think we have a lot of data that maybe has not been fully explored mm -hmm. yet. So, and I think this uh, opinion is shared for, uh, from other uh, researchers mm -hmm. as well. So I think once we have explored more and analyzed more the data that we currently have, 
Based on these, I think we can establish and define which is the which are the priorities for the next sensors and if which are the improvements necessary. Then I think uh, we can like move to new or launch uh, new sensors or new satellites. Right. Okay. So um, finally, uh, if there would be like one type of advice that you could give to current GIS students, what would it be? An advice. Uh, I would say to to go for it, uh, especially if you are like interested in solving problems, more specifically like uh, spatial po uh, problems, and also if you really like uh, programming, I think if you have these uh, skills or these areas are interesting for you, I think you definitely should go in, in geoinformatics because, uh, well, these are, I would say, the basic is uh, to have a good career mm -hmm. or a good path in the, in the geoinformatics. Yeah, I, that, I think that too. All right, um, thanks a lot, Bruno. I I thank you because it was a great opportunity. Dear listeners, this concludes our episode for today. Like everywhere, please like, share, and subscribe. We would also be happy if you have some feedback for us. Until then, see you in the next episode. <laughs>